to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous podcast on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. A lot of times I'll check my Facebook page. I hate Facebook. I've said that a million times. Well, every now and then I go there and I find out I have like 10 messages from people. Don't message me on Facebook. If you found my show on Facebook and you want to get in touch with me because you want to be on the show or you have a question, either go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show and you can email me directly there or send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That is the way to also get on the show. This is a call-in show where I talk to people. Everyone remains anonymous. I'm anonymous. My name's not Kathy Kay. Your name could be whatever you want. I'm going to change your voice. You don't have to tell me where you live. I don't, you call me from an unknown number. I don't need to know who the fuck you are either. I just want to hear your true story. Uh, if you want to be on the show, again, go to strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. And if you have a short confession that you want to tell me about, but you want to remain anonymous, I change those two, but you don't want to really talk to me about it, right? It's like short. I have a confessionals line. I'm gathering confessions right now. If you want to be a part of my confessionals, call my confessions line. It's 347-420-420. 3579 again 347 420 3579 call 247 leave a message you got 4 minutes if you need more call back now listen that email address to be on the show and the call in number it's all in the description of this episode it's also in the description of my podcast so don't worry if you're driving and you're listening to this, you could go, you don't have to remember anything, go in the description. <laughs> anyway, what else do I have to tell you about? Uh, if you're listening on a podcast app, make sure to subscribe to my show. That helps. Give me five stars. If you love my show, just tap it up. You don't even have to write anything. But if you want to write something nice, I love reading good reviews. I think the bad reviews are funny too, but you know, if you don't like my show, fucking get the fuck out of here okay so uh today i have on kai now i love episodes like this because i like to give advice when i started my show i started out doing like a call-in advice show that's what i wanted it where people were always calling in for my advice a lot of times most people that are calling in nowadays are just telling me their naughty dirty secrets all <laughs> right um but i do like to give advice and i love people that are looking for my advice. And Kai kind of was. And I love, and that's why I love episodes like this because I think that you really learn from them. I think his problem and his issues and what he's going through is is very common. That's another reason why I love this kind of an episode. Kai is a guy who was like cheating on his wife and he got caught. Now, what was he doing? What was cheating to him? You're going to have to listen and find out. How did 
you know, how did he get caught? You're going to have to listen and find out. What was the issues between him and his marriage? Well, I'll tell you. It was like the typical stuff. He's really like looking to do all kinds of different things. And his wife just like fucking shuts him down. Right. Vanilla wife guy that is like into kinky stuff. We've heard it before. Probably the majority of people listening uh, totally understands and can relate um, to his issues. Uh, But this is a guy that, you know, doesn't want to live a a double life. He has a lot of kinks that he's into. He talks about it like from BDSM and role playing and he's just into a lot of like I said, kinks and he really wants to live those out with his wife and he just... She's not that into it, but I have to say she has tried some stuff. They had a like a role playing situation that went very wrong. But <laughs> but, you know, I I'm like, you know, give it another fucking try. I give him a lot of good advice, I think, on this episode of how to get his vanilla wife to open up and try different things. Um, you know, he talks about what's happened since he cheated on her. And like I said, he talks about how. He doesn't necessarily think he's a monogamous guy, but he's in a monogamous relationship. Therein lies the problem. And like I said, I think it's a common problem. I think I give him really good advice. I love episodes like this because, like I said, I think that a lot of you will be able to relate to Kai and what he went to went through and I think maybe you'll find my advice interesting (laughs) so anyway I'm gonna be right back on with Kai this is the Strictly Anonymous podcast uh hey Kai welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast how are you today I'm doing good thank you for having me on oh my god you sound like you're sleeping Wake up, Kai. Okay. <laughs> it's not late. I'll try my best. I'll wake up. <laughs> Listen, you emailed me, you know, I got a problem I want to talk about it. So you're here now. So you wake up and tell me your fucking story. I think that your story is a common, right? Common one, right? You're a married guy and you're having problems in the sex department with your girl, right? You have cheated on her. You've spent a lot of money on porn. So obviously maybe we'd say you had a porn addiction at some point. I don't know. Where do you want to start? Um, yeah, we can talk about that first. Um, I guess chronologically what happened was um, after my wife and I got married, um, we had moved back to our original home state and we had ended up staying with her parents in their house for an extended period of time to try and save money for a house um and throughout that period of time i had fallen into um, a really bad rut and um got pretty depressed um which led me to try and find fulfillment and excitement outside of my marriage which I do not recommend to anyone. <laughs> Did um, it work? Like chasing the dragon? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, um, because I had never really been um, in a in a long term relationship before the one that I have now with my wife. How old were you when you guys um, get married? So you never had a relationship before that. So how old were you going into that? Uh, Twenty seven. 
Okay, so nothing before that. So now all of a sudden, 27, you're locked down for the first time and you start to get, you feel like you, you get depressed because of that or maybe you just didn't know what you were depressed about. I think originally I didn't know what I was depressed about because there were a lot of things going on. Um, mm-hmm. She was she was going through a lot with her family. I was going through a lot with my work and we were both going through a lot with having to do a big move, uh, transition back to living at home Mm-hmm. You know, with parents is never easy. And yeah, I think after, well, after going through like a couple years of therapy now, I've come to realize that, uh, yeah, both for both of us getting married so young, because we're the same age, um, hasn't really allowed us to, or I guess for me personally, hasn't really allowed me to go on the journey that. I had wanted to go on for myself um, going out of college because growing up I was, I was a pretty shy guy and um, didn't really have a lot of life experiences. So when I had graduated college, I had moved out from my parents' house. I had moved to a completely different city, you know, really wanted to get out and live life. And maybe a year into that, I reconnected with my wife who i had known since the sixth grade but had never dated okay so really... but let's fast forward okay because this is gonna be okay. too much backstory <laughs> trust me i'm gonna move you okay. along okay because i'm already getting a little bored so wait okay. so, so you know okay i'm just gonna cut you off there because i want to get to the part where most where a lot of people find themselves right married okay. in a relationship not feeling right for one reason or another. We'll get to the therapy part of what you realize after, but you said, I don't recommend, like I, you know, you were there and you looked for pleasure outside of your relationship because you thought that would make you feel better. And you said you didn't, you know, recommend it. What happened? What did you do at that time? And why do you regret it? What happened? Did she catch you? So, yeah, at first I had, um, gone to uh, a massage parlor or two that offered happy endings mm-hmm. and the uh the experience of that was very uh mechanical and transactional and i didn't really like that um so after doing that a couple times i ended up finding an escort to see and uh going through that experience was way better, more personable, a lot more better interaction, but it also left me feeling quite guilty because I knew that I was basically, I was cheating on my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, so in an effort to still try and satisfy myself without my wife knowing, I turned to buying porn and this went on for about a year until we had decided that we had saved enough to buy a house and when going through our finances that's how she found out that i was buying lots of porn behind her back well how much did you spend on the porn that she would actually see those transactions because i mean like a porn video back in the day is like what twenty dollars like i mean what were you how much were you spending so i was I was actually buying custom porn videos from uh, people who create them uh, directly. And 
in total, I probably spent like three grand. How much were the videos? And did you have like, how do you find the people that were making them? And what kinds of things did you have them do? Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool, too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. So I went, I eventually found a site called many vids, which I think is a precursor to OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you can do is you can browse through uh, creators there and certain videos they post. And some of them or a lot of them have an option where if you message them for a custom video, telling them what you want and how long for, um, they'll either tell you that they can or cannot do it. And if they are agreeable to uh, what you are looking for, then you pay them. They'll create the video and send it to you. And the types of videos that I was getting were like half an hour to hour long videos of girls, maybe just maybe trying on uh, lots of different sets of underwear and bikinis and bathing suits and then having them tell me what they liked about it, what they didn't. Um, yeah, that's the basic gist of it. So that turned you on. Like, are you a panty guy? Yeah. I am. Panties? Yeah. I, yeah, uh, panties and bathing suits, yeah. Oh, lot. interesting. Well, panties are, and bathing suits are kind of like the same thing, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. So now, wait yeah. a second. Did you, this place, manyvids.com, would they really personalize it? I mean, like, did, would they, would you give them like a script of what to say? Would they say your name or was it just like a visual thing or both? Um, yeah, I mean, they can go, depending on what they're agreeable to, you can be as scripted or unscripted as you want. Right. What I would do is I would basically tell them, you know, I, I just want to see you in different panties, different underwear, different bathing suits, and um, you don't have to be scripted or anything. I just want to hear you talk about it and see you in uh, all these different undergarments um for an extended period of time and i I don't really like i didn't really like those scripted because to me it was just more authentic when they could be themselves right now how much was a video each one about if you're getting a custom-made video so depending on how popular the creator is one and length maybe a 30 minute video for a popular creator could be like two to three hundred dollars some would be up to five and then for i bought maybe one or two hour-long videos and those were about five to six hundred each 
Right. And now, so they, they're charging this up. And then how does your wife come to find out that you had spent all the money on porn? Because typically these kind of companies, I mean, they know that people are doing this kind of stuff, you know, on the DL. They typically charge your credit card, you know, on the DL. Yeah. Um, their charge indicated their website, I think, in the line. Um, so when we were going through my statements together, she saw these large charges, didn't know what they were for, and Googled up the website, and that's how she found out. Oh, my God. And then what happened? Did you know that she was looking at those line items and then go, doing that? Or did she do that behind your back and then just show up one day and be like, what the fuck is this manyvids.com? Uh, no. So what happened actually was we were going through our savings together and then she asked to see my credit card statements because she didn't understand how we i guess weren't i guess she was expecting us to save more money than we actually were Mm -hmm. uh so and she's she's always been an insecure and slightly untrustful person so that's when she asked to see my credit card statements line by line Right. And well, don't I, you always I find, listen, I, I have to say, most, a lot of times, you know, because I have guy friends, I have girlfriends, right? And the guy or even the girl, right? That's always complaining like, oh my God, my partner is so distrustful. It's never the person that's not doing anything, right? It's always the yeah. person that actually is doing something. So, you know, which came first, your partner's distrust or your distrustful acts? Like maybe, you know, she was distrustful because on some level, she had some kind of intuition that something wasn't right. Um, you know, you could be right from my sole perspective her distrustfulness came first because even uh when we were first dating she would ask to go through my phone like my my phone calls my texts oh interesting okay she would never find nothing right so it was there but then she eventually did find so i would say to her if i was talking to her like oh you know you had that story you know in your head so then you attracted somebody that you know sort of gave it to you i i've i was have trust issues and have had trust issues in my life and and so what happens is it's kind of like what you resist persists kind of thing where it's like you uh, wind up attracting somebody that feeds it to you you know what i mean it's what you're looking for and you're, yeah. you're gonna get it so unfortunately sometimes that's how the story goes so she had that little distrustful thing going you had the thing where you wind wound up to be dis trustful and now boom there it is her biggest fear and your biggest fear right because you got caught and you really felt bad about what you were doing i mean you pulled back you had gone to the end and cheated on her and felt so bad that you pulled back and because you felt guilty and did like i maybe people someone would say like the the least worst case scenario (laughs) Correct. Like if my guy's going to uh, yeah, cheat on me because I, you know, I would think, okay, that's, that's actually really nice. <laughs> Consider it. Considering, <laughs> you know, the choice was fuck a real girl in real life or get some person that you don't know to make random videos of you because you felt bad. I mean, I think you compared to a lot of other cheaters, you're, you're doing good, <laughs> you know? Well, you know, I'm glad you think so. I mean, the hardest part, about cheating is the guilt that you have to deal with and, and yeah. overcome, you mm-hmm. know, together with your partner. And 
you know, since we found out, I, you know, we've both done a lot of work to try and save our relationship and make it work. So it, but, it just made it, but it did make it a lot harder. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but let I me ask you this yeah. though. Now, because some people would say, well, it's not even cheating. It's just, you know, porn. It, porn isn't cheating. And a lot of people's rules and regulations within their marriage, a lot of people wouldn't think that that's cheating. I think doing the personal thing and hiring real women to do something specifically for you is taking it up a notch. But a lot of people would maybe say, okay, I'll give you that pass. That's better than, like I said, fucking an escort. Did she find out about the escorts and the massage parlor? Or does she not? did she never know about that? And she only knows about the videos. No, she never knew about that, and uh, pray to God she never will find out about that. She only knows about the videos. Okay, and that caused the big problem of trust and everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, in my mind, it, it just compounded her her insecurities and her mistrust in me. Yeah, yeah for sure. For Listen, sure. if she was my friend, I'd be like, who the fuck cares? So what? He hires some videos. <laughs> like, what's in those videos? Him looking at girls in panties? Put them on. That's what he likes. No big deal. <laughs> you know, but I know that everybody's different. And for some people, that's like horrifying. You know, some women find, you know, the fact that their guy looking at or like they, they think that that's cheating or they don't understand it. I, you know. Um, yeah, of course. Um you know, like I said, when we were dating, she would always ask if I would be checking some other girl out. And in the beginning, I was honestly like, oh, yeah, you know, she's pretty. And then she would be totally upset and um, kind of pass judgment or um, try to make me feel bad about that when all I was doing was being honest looking because I, I who and doesn't being like at a beautiful woman? Yeah. yeah. And I was being honest. So. And she asked you, right? I mean, she would ask you. Yep. Yeah, so she yep. was like setting you up. So then, of course, what happens with that is then you're going to really become secretive. And like I said, I don't think that what you were doing, listen, because I know and all my listeners know that you did worse, okay? You did do yeah. her biggest fear, which is cheating on her. So take the hit with the videos, you know, and get her yeah, past exactly. that, yeah. right? Yeah. Because right. it's not like you didn't cheat on her, but what she does know isn't as bad as what you did. Right? It's like a interesting right. kind of a thing. Yeah. Does your and, therapist? Yeah. Let me ask you this, because you said you went to therapy. Did, yeah. Did you guys go to group therapy? Do you have your own therapist? Like, does your th what I'm wondering is if this therapist, whether it's the group or just yours, knows about the escorts and the massage parlor. From Wondery, Rich and Daily is a podcast packed with laughs that delivers your daily dose of the latest celebrity gossip. There is so much gossip out there nowadays that it's impossible to keep up, but you don't have to worry. Rich and Daily has you covered. Hosts Brooke Sifron and Arisha Skidmore-Williams are comedians, their besties, and the perfect guides to spill all the celebrity tea. They'll keep you up to speed on the secrets, scandals, and news in the entertainment world. Is that rumor that you heard about your favorite celeb true? If it is, you better believe Brooke and Arisha will have something to say about it. In a way that only besties can, Brooke and Arisha give you their take on stories that are current, that are happening right now, that you want to know about. I dig pop culture. I like being in the know. And I like to laugh. And that's why I love Rich and Daily. And that's why you're going to love it too. So go check it out now. Listen to Rich and Daily on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or you can listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. My therapist only knows about the porn as well 
because when I started seeing my therapist, it was mainly for um, the perspective of trying to, you know, improve my mental health and work on bettering my or saving my my marriage. Right, but this was your own private therapist, right? Your wife wasn't there. Yes, at that's the same correct. Time. No, but you never told this therapist about the, the happy endings and the escort. That's correct. Right, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know why. I think that uh, the guilt just rings so strongly through me that I can't even be uh, open with my therapist about that. Yeah, but that's <laughs> but, that's but the, right there. See what you just said. That's the key to letting it go. To it is releasing it, release it to your therapist. You need to, that'll help. When I, when I said what resists persists, that fucking guilt, because you are still so afraid to look at it and feel it and go there, you haven't been able to forgive yourself and you need to get to a point where you do. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And your therapist <laughs> is the perfect person to tell. That's the part, yeah. not your wife. She does never needs to know. Do you understand? Yep. You paid the consequences. You felt fucking bad. You stopped doing it. Like end of story. You're never going to do it to her again, right? Like it just wasn't right for you. And that's great. But you need to forgive yourself for doing it. And you can do that by looking it straight in the face and walking through it instead of avoiding it. Do you understand? Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. And um, what I am working on and have been working on with my therapist is processing that guilt um, and that anxiety around it, that avoidance to, uh, yeah, to move past it, like you said, because that's that's the only way I'm going to become not only a better husband, but just a better person is if I'm able to move past these these things that are holding me down. I'm going to tell you something, and I don't know that I'll get so specific on my story, but I did something that was horrific to somebody when I was younger. Like for me, horrific to the point where I, and I felt so bad about it. And I've talked about it on other podcasts, but I'm not going to get totally into it now. But I, and you know, so bad about it that I would like have dreams that I'd be like naked in the middle of public, you know, it's like the shame yeah. it, because the guilt, the, the feeling that I had towards it besides the guilt was shame. I felt so shameful for what I did. And I lived with that for a very long time until I finally got to a point where I was able to resolve my feelings by realizing that I was not a bad person, but I did a bad thing. And that's too very different things. Do you understand? Like, yeah, I did a very fucking horrible, terrible thing, but that doesn't mean I'm a horrible, terrible person. And that's, yeah, a, that's, that's yeah. a big distinction yeah. that you need to get to that place. Yeah, you did a terrible fucking thing, but you're not a terrible fucking person. Yeah, I think that's the hardest bridge for me to cross right now. Is of course. I've accepted that I did do what I did. Yeah, and there's a lot of fucking assholes out there that are listening that will still think you are a fucking terrible person. You cheated on your wife. But sorry, we're all human beings and we all do fucked up things. And I will say that the fact that we know that you, and the one thing that makes me realize like you're a really good guy is by how bad you felt. Do you understand? You felt yeah, bad. Yeah, for sure. That's enough there to show your character. 
that you felt bad shows that it's not all of you. Do you understand? It's It wasn't all of you. It was this part of you that wasn't happy, that was acting out. It wasn't right. You knew why that it wasn't right because your own moral compass spoke to you by making you feel so terrible that you were like, what the fuck am I going to do when you came up with this great plan? Okay, I'm going to go get my rocks off in this other place. And this is like, maybe not so bad. And I actually think it was a good solution. Like I said, if she was my friend, I'd be like, get over it. It's not that big of a deal. You're lucky you didn't fuck <laughs> escorts. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I what you're saying. Right. But we yeah. have to honor the way she felt. And, you know, and I think what for her probably what's it's not so much the videos it's the deception right it's the yeah, not course, knowing it's course. the lying it's the, yes it's the lying mm -hmm. and that's all that's usually what it is yeah and what i've uh, gathered listening to your previous episodes talking with people and yeah with therapy uh you know so moving forward um she only just got at their her own personal therapist recently but we're both you know trying to take steps on how we can be better for each other. I, I don't know if that means that our marriage will still end up working out, but uh, I think we're both giving it a good try. The best try we can. Well, let me ask you this. How, cause I know that in the first email you sent to me, you said like, I, I really, I have all these kinks that I have that I want to explore. And I'm really wondering at this point, whether I should stay in my marriage and try to make it work or move on. How old are you right now? And how old's your wife? And how long have uh, you been together? So we've been together for four years mm -hmm. and I am 31 right now and she's the same age. Right. So you guys are both super young now. How and how long ago did all of the shit hit the fan? <laughs> uh, about. I want to say about two and a half years ago, it was relatively uh, early in our still young marriage. Wow. And so for two and a half years, has she been like a crazy dysfunctional, like a uh, psychopath, like distrustful, crazy, distrustful psychopath? You know, <laughs> I wouldn't say that, you know, she's really tried to work hard on that part of herself. I, um, she hasn't asked to go on, to go through my phone or my emails or financial statements or anything like that uh, in the past year or so. So there's a lot of progress that has been made on both of our ends right mm -hmm. well listen i mean when trust is broken like that is it so wrong of you to even show her stuff in the beginning I i'm sure it was okay for you you know just to have full transparency just so she could build that trust back do you no, feel I think, uh, yeah i think you absolutely need to do that yeah I mean, you mm -hmm. it's it's on it was on me yeah. to prove to her that i could be trustworthy exactly, so yeah of yeah. course for the mm -hmm. first you know however long it took for her to be okay with not seeing it yeah you know that that's what it had to take to save it and you know if if i had felt differently at the time i'd be like you know this this isn't working out we should just divorce and i would told her told her off but yeah i think i think it's it was imperative for me to really give it a good honest try and yeah. shot of fixing it because uh, it's not like there hasn't been a lot of good to come out of our marriage and relationship either it's just um, she didn't make it easy <laughs> or neither of us made it easy for the first uh, few years of it. Yeah. You know? Well, how though has your sex life changed since this happened? 
so interestingly enough, it it's gone up and it's gone down. I think over the past couple months, our sex has really declined. I think it's now maybe like once every other week. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not like she's not in the mood. It's not like I'm in the mood. There just seems to be like a, a negative aura around that because of everything that's happened. And But why um, was it yeah. up before? It, it seems like it would be maybe unrelated because it's so long after and there were times where it was good since. So could you maybe pinpoint something else that has, has maybe, you know, shot it into the decline? <laughs> uh, I think uh, more so with me just realizing that um, there's a lot of, sexual incompatibilities between my wife and I. Um, and it's really mentally made me anxious around having sex with her uh, because not not only am I still trying to get over the guilt of what I did, but the there's a certain shame I feel in what I would want to pursue mm-hmm. versus what I think she enjoys or what i think she um would expect out of sex yeah let's get a little bit into that so i yeah i and going through therapy helped me realize this a lot i am very kinky i i i would not consider myself a vanilla person and i would consider her a pretty vanilla person i think the the least vanilla thing she likes is maybe spanking and um like rope play which is pretty good Uh, but for me for me um i'm not really into rope play but i am into like i am into rough sex kinky sex dirty talking which she enjoys but other things that i like are um the the panties the bathing suits uh i like to uh, I would like to be a dom or at least try doming and I know she wouldn't want to be a sub. How do you know? Um, we've talked a little bit about it because the porn that she used to watch would sometimes would sometimes involve involve uh, BDSM elements. Mm-hmm. And she said that she would like to have tried it when she was younger but that just doesn't do it for her anymore Um, well listen i'm a i'm what you would call an opportunist if i see even the tiniest slightly open part of a window i will fucking push it open and (laughs) jump in there okay so and i'm gonna tell you (laughs) that there is a slight opportunity right there you know what i hear in that I I uh-huh. I am into it. It's just been so long since. Like, I'm sorry. She was in. She would have done it when she was younger. I see a ton of opportunity in that statement. So do not rule her out. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was going to say before we get more into this, okay, that, you know, when you say, oh, my wife is just very vanilla, but then you say she likes this, she likes that, you know, I mean, some of the things that you want her to do are pretty easy. Like, it's, who cares about putting on panties or a, a bathing suit? I mean, that's, that's a no brainer. You could get her into that and stuff. And, you know, I have had so many different couples on. I've heard so many different stories and I've only talked to 420 something people. Okay. There's billions of people. <laughs> 
people out there, if not more, I don't even know what the number is. So imagine the stories. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've heard of people who were with partners who they considered quote unquote vanilla. And now that vanilla partner is totally not vanilla. You know, I mean, there's a lot of communication that needs to be had. There's a lot of different things, you know, and we'll get into that, but I just, I just don't, you don't, I don't think that you could put her in that box. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I have to, I have to keep that in mind. Yeah, well, I'll give you tips at the end of what to do to get these conversations going with her. But I mean, it sounds like, you know, when someone says, oh, I would have done that years ago, but not anymore. And she's only 31. Like, please, you could turn that around. Okay, you could turn that around. Um, What are the things that you really feel a pull towards that you don't think you could ever get her into? Um, I think... um any type of like swinging or having other people in the bedroom, uh, men or women. Um, I don't think she would ever go for that. I think actually she's explicitly told me that she would not want third, fourth or any other party (laughs) in the bedroom with us. But that's something that I feel a strong pull towards because life is short. I feel like the more, that you can experience of life and of people mm-hmm. the the better and more fulfilling life you have mm-hmm. so i feel a pull towards wanting so many more experiences with people yeah that um and not being able to experience that with my wife which i i would love to do but unfortunately i don't think she is uh, open to um, that's really been, uh, I think, dragging my mind down uh, when it comes to having sex with her because while our sex is really good, um, there's just something, there's that, I guess, that, that mental longing and that, that wishing what if, you know, it could be better, which is not necessarily the best thing to have and I'm working on. But, um, yeah, I just feel like, being able to experience different partners, different people, different, you know, styles, different kinks. That's, that's what I'm for. That's what I want to try. Right. But you've had, it sounds like, because you said, you know, I asked her for, she said, I'll never be into all these people. And we, you talked about BDSM. I mean, it sounds like you have had very open communication with her. I mean, how did the conversation go when you brought up and how did the conversation go when you brought up the fact that you were interested in being with more than just her? Oh, that, I mean, it didn't, it got shut down pretty early. She, but what was she the heard conversation? me out. What did you say? I mean, when did you say it? Like, how did that all go down? I mean, listen, it's pretty ballsy <laughs> so, of you to bring that up and it's good that you're communicating your needs. I just want to hear exactly that conversation and how and it took place. So it came up a few months after she had found out um, that I was buying porn behind her back and she had asked me like, you know, or is there anything that like, what kinks do you have? What are you into? Is there anything that we could try? And then that's when I said, you know, I've always wanted to, I, I always thought it would be interesting to 
try having sex with other people in front of each other or with each other. Mm-hmm. And um, she had very intense emotional reaction to that. And um, she took it as me saying, like, she's not good enough. Yes. Listen, I think I a th- lot of people uh, would maybe feel that way. I mean, that's like, yeah, a, that's a, that's like, you know, if you're going to go to have a conversation, I want to get my girl into something like that's like the, 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 the end all be all right. And you just like went right there. <laughs> you know, it's like, I know. it's a lot, it's a big ask. <laughs> you yes. Know? I, you know, yeah. And I, I can fully see that now. And, and I yeah. didn't do a, a good enough job of reassuring her in that moment by saying that it's not about replacing her. It's about enhancing our experience together yeah and trying new things and new people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so at the time yeah she had said but she i had asked her as a follow-up if she would ever consider or have have, if she's ever even thought about that and she Mm -hmm. said no she has never thought about having um threesomes or foursomes or anything like that and she would not want to because she feels that uh i or i think she said that i am all that she needs to fulfill her sexually yeah and that very well might be the case yeah i don't know i don't i don't doubt her when she tells me that because you know like i said when we have sex it's it's good uh for her Mm mm-hmm and and then for me, I, I kind of have that that longing, but um, yeah, there's so in a certain sense, there's there's a, a mismatch of sexual, uh, or there's just a, a small I don't know how small, but sexual incompatibility there, where a large part of my sexual desire is to have lots of different experiences. Right, and more and hers right. is to have more intimate, strong, personal, uh, one-on-one experience with just one person. Right. What you're saying is she is into being monogamous, and you're questioning whether monogamy is for you. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that that you know, a lot of times comes up. I think men and women are wired very differently. It's not to say that this is across the board 100%. But, you know, I know that I think that more women are wired for monogamy more than men, right? I don't know. Am I going oh, yeah, to... absolutely. I think that's a... I mean, I, I'm not a biological expert, but I think that's like a part of us, a part yeah, of the genders. Yeah, just being an animal, right? And, and yes, I think that, yes. like I said, it's not going to be 100% we are human beings. We're not just animals, but there is a part of us that is, you know, there is that nature thing going on. I believe that. As a woman, I it's very easy for me to be monogamous. I don't have such a strong desire for, uh, what is that called that guys love? Um, variety, right? <laughs> you know, just variety. <laughs> you know, we don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. W- women don't so much get attracted just by the sight of a man across the fucking street. But men do get attracted that way and can be attracted and have an intimate connection with that person right there. Boom, go, done, orgasm, call it a day. Women are not wired that way. Most of us aren't. Some of us are. 
but uh, most of them aren't. So there, there's a lot of times, and that's why I thought it was important to hear your story, because I think a lot of people will be able to relate. And I think what's interesting about you and a good thing about you is here you are a young guy and you are really, you know, mulling this over. A lot of people before you, a lot of the 50, 60 year old guys and, you know, our parents and people that, you know, they, they had these feelings and these thoughts and these issues, but they just shoved it under the rug and went on with it and cheated and did what they did. And everyone's living double lives or they're miserable in their relationships, you know, and everyone's really unhappy. Um, yes, I've seen that in my personal life, which is why I'm trying so hard not to be that type of person because that just seems like an awful way to live <laughs> right you're like life is short you know i really want to think about how i want to spend my time yeah and yeah absolutely yeah and i think it's great listen i think the most you could do is have open conversations with your girl about the things about where you really are at that's going to that's the difference between the person who's living the double life and doing things secretly secretively and feeling guilty or not guilty, you know, and then the person yeah. that's, you know, upfront and honest about who they are and what they're doing. You know, I wonder, yeah. do, have you ever thought to role play any kind of scenarios? And do you think that role playing the situations you're into would be enough for you? That's a fair question. Um, I, my wife and I have tried role playing once, and it it didn't go well. Wow. <laughs> um, and I would I would be okay with trying it again just to make sure that you know that that that's a solid option for us. For me personally, I don't anticipate it being a good enough fix, but. Mm -hmm. I, I would be more than willing to have that talk with my wife to try it again because um, who knows, it, it may be. I Like I said, if I want to try all these different things, I should give that a fair try too. Well, because hopefully, I, hopefully that would be enough. Yeah, now, and listen, why I say that is because sometimes role-playing and getting into it could spark something in somebody that makes them realize they are maybe possibly open to something, right? So... Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, you know, maybe she's a girl that has bisexual tendencies, but she would never cop to that. But if you role play enough and she feels comfortable, she might be able to show you that side of herself or connect with that side of herself. And then before you know it, here you guys are playing these hot fantasies and there's another girl and you're role playing and she's so horny for that, that she now wants to, you know, with you say, Hey, maybe we can go out and be with another woman. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a fair point. And, uh, never considered that. So yeah, I would, I mean, I wouldn't want to force her to do that, but yeah, if, if it's not forcing. Or role-playing led to that. That would be good, yeah. Yeah, no, this is never about forcing. I mean, there was yeah, a guy on not. recently who was, like, teaching people how to cuckold or thing, and he was like, I've got everybody in my life, to, you know, to cuckold with me, even women that don't oh, want God. to. But no, but he was, what he really was saying, though, because, and somebody made a comment on YouTube, well, his wife now doesn't fucking cuckold, but his whole point was, like, the way he's got 
women to do what he wants is by really reading the room and respecting them and being cool with them and allowing for them to get to the other side on their own and when they're ready, you know, and that's really super important. You should listen to his episode. He actually gave an email uh, out because he likes to help people. You know, he would be somebody that could really talk you through how you could maybe get your super conservative quote unquote vanilla girl may be interested in opening up to more non vanilla things because it's not like she hasn't there is there could be a freak flag in there that you just don't know about you know and uh, that she's holding on to uh, kinky things that she's into and if you just keep talking about things and keep going there with her and giving it a try you never know what's going to be uncovered why how bad was that role-playing scenario what was bad about it um thinking back on it i if i'm remembering right (laughs) i think what was bad about it was that the um the type of roles that we were playing weren't really what I think either of us wanted to do because I think I was role playing as uh, some teacher and she was role playing as some student. And while it was our first time and it was awkward, I think there was also some hesitancy on her end because of, um, you know, some maybe some sexual shame or um, guilt about fucking your teacher (laughs) yeah or or you know just just being with someone else when she has stated clearly that she really only wants to be with me and that's that's good enough yeah yeah yeah. but she's got to get past that because it's like ridiculous because she is with you you are (laughs) right you're just the play it's just a made-up role play you gotta just get and that that she could overcome that with time you know the fact that she okay. did try it but it was uncomfortable it was the first time i mean look at a kid that rides a bike he gets up he doesn't ride it seamlessly the first time and i mean it takes a couple tries you know i think that you need to try that kind of stuff again with her and expect that it's going to take a little time and maybe i mean who decided that that was the scenario like maybe you know find out like a scenario that she's like into and maybe that's hard at first because I just feel like for her it's probably better if you take the lead and bring things up because I think she'd probably be shy and maybe not even in touch yet with her the kinky things that she's into so it's good for you to bring things up but you know read her and see maybe she didn't want to fuck her teacher maybe she felt like weirded out about that I don't know you know try a different (laughs) scenario but give it a, a couple tries like try more things with her Gotcha. Yeah, totally. Because you don't know, like I said, that if she starts to get into that, she could, it could snowball into something else. Like, I'm not saying that that's, you know, five years from now, you guys are swingers, but I have heard that story. Sorry to say. I have. (laughs) And the guy, Joe, who's gotten all of his wives to cuck him and go fuck other guys because that's what he loves. Uh, he has a very conservative Asian woman that he's with right now who is not into that at all, but he has got her to get into a lot of things that she wasn't into previously, 
by really, you know, helping her move along and communicating what he's into and being very open about his stuff. Um, And his goal is to get her to do what he's got other women to do as well. So it's not out of the realm of possibilities because it's not like this is a woman that's like, no, I won't role play. She tried. Yes. So she was bad at it. Big deal. You only tried it once. Okay. And it could be a little embarrassing role play to lose yourself. Um, you know, it's, there's an art to it, but, and you have to be really comfortable and you, I think you need to try it a couple more times. She has done other things with you. I mean, the whole panties thing, that's an easy thing. Like you could, you, you know, if you just straight up tell her to, to, you know, I'd love to see you give me like a panty show. Wouldn't she do it? Yeah, I think she would be open to that. And again, it's, it's about, um, yeah, just constantly being open and exposing her to that side of me that hopefully would, um, that she'd be able to accept. Yeah, right, and see what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah, and wh- where you're at right now is that instead of like doing all this stuff with her, you're avoiding it because you're so in your head about like, should I stay or should I go? Right. Yeah, and that is correct. actually getting in the way. I think you know, maybe go back to having a lot of sex with her, see where that could be, try all these things out. And then maybe on the other side of that, you'll have a clearer answer, but you know, avoiding her and having less sex and being in your head about this is not helping the situation. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. You know, and I think what you also need to do, uh, before you end this relationship, you know, besides like trying kinky things with her still and giving it the good old college try is I think you need to be honest with your therapist about, uh, what you did. That's important Mm. for you. You know, who are you without that guilt? Maybe you are the guy that's like, see ya, I'm on, I'm leaving this marriage. You know, I don't know what that does for you, but you need to release that and figure it out. Listen, maybe it, you're not meant to be with your partner and two years down the line, you guys will not be together. But like I said, two years down the line, she could be t- having sex with a girl in front of you. I've heard that story before. You just don't know, but you have to continue to do what you're doing, which is uh, be in therapy and talking things over. And I think it's great that you called in here to talk about it, right? It's obviously something that you're trying to figure out. But I think if sex is a problem in your relationship, I don't think not having sex helps figure it out. I think having more sex and going there and trying more things before you say, okay, I'm done is probably better. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I would agree. And uh going to try and uh, take those actionable steps that you said. Yes. Maybe with the therapist first and <laughs> can help me with uh, my wife too. And yeah, yeah, that would be good. Yeah. And then, and give your, I feel like your girl could, uh, you know, has some things inside her that she's really into too. And I think uh, you could find those out through being more communicative and more honest about your stuff. You're obviously a very kinky, open-minded, into a lot of fucking things guy. And you're ready to be that person. That's who you want to be. So own that. 
Gotcha. You know, yeah, but- I think that's the uh, yeah, that's the other hard part too. I'm having a hard time owning yeah all of the these things that I'm figuring out about myself because I, you know, you grow up relatively or from a in this Puritan based society, mm-hmm. sexual things don't really get talked out yeah about. So um, to discover these parts of myself is also pretty um, not intense, but just you know. It's, it's eye-opening and to be able to share that with someone and be, be vulnerable uh, and hope that they accept that part of uh, you is pretty, uh, pretty scary too. But you're right, it's something that I need to do. Yeah, start with her because you're going to feel empowered by that. You know, to be exactly who you are, even though that's the scariest thing for you you know, to do, but that will empower you and it will either work in your relationship to better it or your relationship will eventually end and you will wind up with somebody else who's more in line with what you're into. But give her a chance. I mean, if you want, and there's other parts of your relationship that are really great and this is the only thing that's missing, you know, give her a chance to see if she could be that person for you too as well while you're at it by you know, being yourself with her first, try it out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think you're ready to do that. I think it's great that this is what you're mulling over because you're not going to wind up with like a lot of my other callers, which is, you know, people that have lived unhappy, unfulfilled, leading a double life for their whole life. It's a, that's fucking yeah. exhausting. And no, you are right. Life is yeah. short. I don't know why people like sit around having problems that they never solve. I know every day that I'm just going to fucking die one day. I live my life like that. Like carpe diem right now. Okay. This is it. It's gone in a fucking second. So do what you got to do. Right. And, yeah. and have your fun and life is too short to not be yourself and to push all that kind of stuff down. So I think you're in the right place. I think what you want to, what you're mulling over is not a bad place to be, but it's confusing because you're kind of like in a transitional thing and it's either you're going to, you know, your relationship has to become better and you, you know, you have to integrate all your kinks and figure out what hers are. And then you take off on that journey there, or you're going to go your separate ways. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. And, uh, hopefully I can, uh, find that courage in myself to, to have these, this conversation with my wife and hopefully that'll lead down the road, uh, to us being not necessarily more open, but just having a better sexual compatibility. Being more kinky together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Being able to show all her things and then figuring out what she's into and being really, that way together and you do have the courage to do it because listen I think it takes a lot of courage to call up a total stranger like me and talk on my show and there was a part of you that did that I also think there's a it takes a lot of courage to go to therapy and say listen I have a fucking problem and I want to talk to somebody and you have that therapist so you're there you are you have the courage you know you just gotta you just gotta know that about yourself yeah absolutely I I gotta yeah, gotta believe in yourself. DM. Just do, yeah, do <laughs> yeah. it. You're right because you're right. Everything you think is right. <laughs> is it. Life is short. You should be doing what you want, and you got to figure that all out. And it's and it's great that you're doing that. 
um, at this point in your life. And even though it's like transitional times in life are very difficult, but they're so life changing. And like I said, I don't know what's on the other end, what path you wind up taking, but whichever one you do will be better than where you are because you weren't happy and you're doing something about it. And that's, that's a good thing. And that is courageous because sometimes it's a lot easier to just sit there and just do the same thing that doesn't work. You know what I mean? But you're not. Oh, yeah. You're, yeah. You yeah. don't want to. You're unhappy. Something's wrong. And you're like, you know, you're like, hey, what the fuck's up? I got to talk yep. to Kathy, this stranger. I don't know. Like that, <laughs> that is, I, I just feel like, <laughs> and I've said this before to so many people that call my show. Like if you're at that point where you did this, like that, that part of you that thought, oh, I should call in is a part of you that is ready to do something about it. That's why I started my show because I love to talk like this to regular people. And sometimes my friends, you know, are telling me a problem and I'm like analyzing it like I am with you to them. And they're not at the point where they want to do something about it. And it could, there's nothing more irritating than me at that point. Right. Cause I'm like a problem solver. I'm going to tell you like how to move through it, how to, you know, I'm not like sympathy person. Um, so I started my show so I could meet people at that place you know, the place Gosh, where yeah. you're at, because then what I have to dish out is appreciated. You know, you're not a problem haver. You want to solve this fucking problem. Right. And you're looking right. for the answer. And I think that that's a good place to be because it means you're eventually going to find the answer. I don't know what it's going to be, but you're going to get there. Yeah. Uh, no, I completely agree. And, um, thank you for letting me share my story and, uh, Hopefully it inspires people to take charge in their own life too, because I'm all about spreading positivity and trying to, I, I also want to make people's lives better too. So thank you for uh, having me on and allowing me to uh, share that. And hopefully we, we help someone else out today too. Yeah. I think so many people are going to be able to relate to this episode. Uh, older people, younger people, people you're, you know, and, and that's why I had you on. Cause when I saw your email, I was like, Oh, this is so common, you know, and a lot of people need to hear this and you will be helping other people. So thank you for sharing your story and being so honest. Now go tell your fucking therapy next session what you did. Okay. Your therapist and email me and let me know so that by the time I air this, I could give a little update about what happened. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Will that's do. your homework. All right. Thanks so much for calling in and being so honest about everything. Kai, I really wish you all the luck and, uh, but I know that you're going to be fine. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. I really appreciate it. Okay. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening.
Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.